0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live.
1: Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
0: The line when I was a kid, like to the bathroom at the family house. Oh, yeah. Forget about it. Yeah, there was, um, like... The only s- goal was to beat my dad.
1: We sort of, uh, I, I seen her... I now didn't realize I,
0: beatings were part of your family tradition. To to beat him to the, the commode. Oh, oh. Like, if you got there before him, you were good. If you got there after him, you were miserable.
2: Because yeah, usually it's not socially acceptable for you to beat your dad. It's only socially acceptable
1: for your dad to beat you. Unfortunately. If you're talking about actual beatings, then yes. Although, this still happens to this day, believe it or not. Uh, there are people who grew up with uh, abusive uh, fathers, No, for example. Oh, And it's when the... Like, the boy becomes the man when he stands up to his father physically, mm-hmm. right? If the father is beating you or, you know, uh, giving you beatings, quote unquote, or, you know, you're getting the belt or the wooden spoon or whatever the heck it is. Alpha like, challenge. Like, it, it's not until the boy stands up and fights the dad, right? Like, physical altercation that the dad stops beating the boy. Mm. Maybe this is why my uh, mom delivered almost all of them.
2: Like every now and again she'd outsource to dad, and then you knew you were in trouble because that man had some. you upper just bottom wait strength. till your
1: father gets home. You're really gonna get it.
2: And mom was no slouch. She broke multiple wooden spoons oh, over man. us. So
1: <laughs> me and me and uh, my sister, uh my we were living with my mom at the time, just my mom, single uh, mother at the time. Uh natural mom, not one of my foster parents or whatever. And it was around the holidays and me and my sister had done something i don't remember exactly what we did to anger mom we thought it was hilarious right but we knew mom was angry and so we saw her get angry and she went to the kitchen to reach into the drawer for the wooden spoon the dreaded wooden spoon you knew you were going to get it if she reached for the wooden spoon and we ran but we're laughing because whatever we did was hilarious right i don't know what we, i don't remember what we did but we run into the bedroom. She had the top bunk, I had the bottom bunk. We both, like, dive into our respective bunks to try and hide from Mom and the dreaded wooden spoon. Mom comes storming down the hallway into the bedroom with the wooden spoon. Because I'm on the bottom bunk, she goes to swing at me first. And she takes a big swing over the head and, like, breaks the wooden spoon on the bunk bed (laughs) <laughs> because I'm under it, right? She Like, she had bad aim and hit the wooden spoon on the railing that separ- that is the, the frame of the top bunk, right? And all three of us just busted into laughter. There was no beating at that point, right? Mom had been like, she was like, oh, my gosh, this is too hilarious for me to beat you. I'm just going to laugh. And I think that might have been the last time she busted out the wooden spoon on us. Hmm. Now because well, she broke it. Well, pattern breaking, and also like foster care intervened, you know, and we got taken away and sent into. That's that's a whole other story for a way to ruin a fun story. But like, like just imagine like somebody coming to beat you, and something happens that's so hilarious that like the beating doesn't ever happen, and you all rear up for a haymaker, and then suddenly banana peel. Yeah, and you all just sort of laugh your ass off. Good thing your gun jammed.
0: Why is the li- word little big and the word bid little? Why is little twice
1: as big as big? Do you know the the biggest word in the English language is? But nowhere languages? near as big oh, as no. enormous. you know what the biggest word in the English language is? If. Go on. Well, I mean, it really has the most to it. Okay. It's the shortest by two. I mean, it's two letters. There's probably like I or a, uh, right? Those are shorter than if. But if to me is the biggest word in the English language. It has the most to say. Okay. So it's not the longest word, right? Not, I th- that used to be pneumono-ultramicroscopic silica-volcano-coniosis, once upon a time. I think there's a word that beats that now. That's what I thought you were going Oh, not, they come up
2: with new medical terms all the yeah, time. It's that are not longer and
1: longer. supercalifragilisticexpialidocious either, because I, like, I checked. But once upon <laughs> a time... Uh, I did a spelling bee in, like, sixth grade or something, and, like, I tied with this girl who was, I mean, way smarter than me, right? But, like, we were both pretty good at spelling, and so they asked us to uh, spell, like, choose our own word, and then the judges would decide, you know, who wins, right? And so I chose ultra microscopic silica volcano coniosis, and I beat that chick. Nice. She chose, I don't remember what it was, but... It wasn't pneumo ultra microscopic silica <laughs>
2: volcano coniosis And how could and it, it be? Clearly, <laughs> much less impressive.
1: Yeah, it was something like ambidextrous, or you know, it was a you know much shorter word. Uh, Pulled out the trump card there, yeah, and my... then she had a hard time defining it as well. But Ooh. I was like, now silica volcano coniosis our silica mm, ultra silica volcano coniosis I'm starting to understand the, why you have so many titles. Is the long <laughs> <laughs> is the long version of silicosis which the street term for that is black lung. Ah, this is a, a I disease. I can see why they shortened it. A disease that miners get. Uh, it was specifically invented for the inhalation of quartz dust. Uh, and then it sort of expanded. Like black lung is just like the inhalation of, like, whatever you happen to be mining for getting into your lungs and causing you all sorts of health problems. Uh, so it expanded to that. But so silicosis is the shortened... Version of that, so a doctor may diagnose I can see why you. they shorten it even a little bit. Yeah, because who's going to pronounce that, much less spell it or write it out? Like, doctors' handwriting is, like, yeah. even before the digital era, was so heinous that nobody could figure out what the hell they were writing anyway. Yeah, and frankly, Apparently doctors are design. about as
2: lazy as it gets. It's what? Doctors, they're about as lazy as it gets.
1: Mm.
2: Like, uh, there's a very particular muscle, uh, the uh, uh, super spinatus. No doctor has ever told a patient that they had a torn supraspinatus, they say, oh, you tore your rotator cuff. Uh, Now, your rotator cuff is actually a whole crap ton of muscles. It's all of the muscles of your shoulder, your bicep, your tricep, your delta. These are all rotator cuff is one big round thing. But they say, oh, you tore your rotator cuff. mm Mm-hmm. Because that, you tore this one tiny little muscle that is, it just happens to be the one that is most likely to tear. What is
1: it? Super spinatus?
2: Yeah, super spinatus. It uh, goes from, so there's the spine of your uh, shoulder blade. Hence the goes from, okay. yeah, above it, super, uh, uh, and. Weirdly enough it kind of dips under your uh, your little uh uh shoulder cradle here yep. and uh ties into your uh into your arm here so it's uh especially likely if you're a rock climber because sure. you're just rubbing that across your uh your pelvic or not pelvic girdle, oh. your uh, shoulder girdle here.
1: Remember life before COVID? I do. And it was like it wasn't awesome, <sighs> but oh my gosh, was it preferable. Mhm. <laughs> I mean I had sure just was. I had just moved to New Hampshire in the nick of time, right, to, to escape all of this inflation, to escape all of the COVID madness. I was about a year ahead of the curve. I came here in twenty nineteen and I took advantage of what I like to call personal arbitrage. Yep. Right. So I was making we'll call it a salary uh in the Seattle area and living in the Seattle area on that salary was uh had me poor at best, right? I was having to be incredibly frugal. Craigslist was my friend. I had a couple of different side hustles doing things, you know what I mean, to sort of help make ends meet. Yep. Uh, Living in my own apartment, you know, not roommating with people, like, which is... That's That's a a big expense right there. It's a monumental achievement in the Seattle area for you to, like, have your own apartment. You got to be you got to be doing pretty well for Seattle dollars. But, like, even with that, I was still poor, right? I, I didn't, from time to time, I didn't have money for groceries. I didn't have money for gas. I, you know, these things would come up. And so I finally convinced my employer to let me work from home because I asked him for, like, a ridiculous raise. They're like, no, nah, we can't do that. But is there some sort of intangible we could give you? I'm like, yeah, and give me my wings, man. And they were like, sure. So I immediately made a beeline, right, bought my ticket, came to New Hampshire and I was able to get a two bedroom apartment for less than what I was paying for a studio yep. in Seattle here in Keene New Hampshire and then all of a sudden unlike the Seattle area um I was able to buy a house right totally impossible at my salary level uh, and and whatever as a single dude by myself to to buy anything that even <laughs> remotely resembled property uh, in western Washington Uh, I get here, and I'm like, oh, wait, you mean I can afford something? And so I did, right? But, like, this is only because I took advantage of that personal arbitrage. Yep. And then when I bought my house, we couldn't close because of COVID. Like, it took, like, three and a half, four months for us to close because— we had to have two different inspections because I bought a duplex and there's two apartments and right. the people who lived in there couldn't agree on a date and they didn't want us coming into one apartment and then coming into their apartment after we were in the other apartment Because of COVID. Yeah, whatever. And we weren't wearing masks. We were wearing gloves, like these uh, these mechanics gloves, not the blue ones, the black ones, the latex ones. Oh. Um, yeah. No, we weren't wearing- uh, Mechanics gloves? Uh, what, what do you call that? uh, thin slit, uh whatever, gloves. Uh, I was we were... call them mechanics gloves because they're mechanics gloves. Well, they are branded. Oh, with the X, though. right? Okay. Mechanics. Uh, so at any rate, and we had to have two inspections and uh, a couple of other things like COVID related, like sort of uh, delayed the closing. They didn't know, like, how to actually have a closing previously. They would just gather everybody in a room and pass paperwork around. Now they had to find a big enough room to where everybody could be, you know, six, feet six apart. eight feet apart. And like, I had to yell down the table to like, yeah, here it's your turn, you know, kind of a thing. And it was just weird, man. When I get into discussions with other people about this institution that folks like to call government, the overriding like the only thing any of us should ever have to say is this uh that institution violates consent that's the only thing we should ever have to say like that institution should not exist because it violates consent you can't name another institution that exists in violation of consent and if it does it's because the government gives them permission to do so well i mean there's mafias and gangs
0: and pseudo-governments yeah
1: but the but, competition but yeah but even then like if if i'm running a you know i don't know a convenience store in a you know downtowny area and the mafia comes in and is all like hey uh you know you gotta pay us a fee for us to protect you and and you go uh yeah i'm not gonna do that they go like, oh, well then uh, we're not gonna protect you from what we're gonna do to you right but if you go okay sure like there's way more of a chance that the mafia is actually going to protect you from like hoodlums and criminals and the common street yeah. thugs and all that kind of stuff than any chance of police doing so.
0: Yeah, but th- that is true. But th- it's still predicated upon a violation of consent with the initial
2: offer.
1: Yes. Yeah, it doesn't change that.
2: Just because just because they uh, they give better service doesn't mean that they no. don't do that. They don't operate but, in violation of consent. But I. Like you the know, state will
1: occasionally fill might, a pothole. We might, we might have a, uh, a conflict here with the term institution. I don't view the mafia as an institution. An institution okay. is something that uh, the common folks just sort of accept as a thing that exists. Okay, And they're like, yep, that's how it goes, right? Whereas the common folk don't believe that the mafia is something that, oh, it just exists. It's just how it is. Okay. Like most people are like anti-mafia Type mentality, anti-mafia organizations, if you will.
0: Strange how that doesn't translate to the government. <laughs> Even right. though it's
1: the same behavior. It's the same thing. Except institutionalized.
2: Yeah. Well, no, the government is us,
1: and they represent us, and we can just throw the bums out. Aren't we the government, Richie Rich? No. How so? Because we're not. How, how are we not the government? Because the
0: government is a fiction made up of people willing to hurt you for, for going up against them.
2: And we don't do that.
1: But we've been told that we are the government. You have been told. Public schools teach well, us. Well, no,
2: the government's real. And if you want to test that, just stop paying your taxes.
0: Yeah, I, I stop paying my taxes, and the people that will come after me are still human beings operating under the guise They're of the government. government. They are
2: human beings and should be treated <laughs> as they, such. Though? Should they be treated as human beings? Honestly, if they're from the IRS, you should treat them like walking sharks. Well, let, let me let me rephrase that or clarify <laughs> for you.
0: Uh, if a human being tried to aggress against me, mm. I would defend myself against that aggression. Ah. But they put on the uniform of the state, and somehow it's allowed, and it shouldn't be. They right. should be treated yeah. as all other human beings who tried to aggress against you and defended
2: against in the appropriate manner. Well, no, they're us. No, so it's you that's violating you. Yep.
0: Well, if, if if it's us,
2: then it's if suicide, only those Jews hadn't that. thrown themselves
1: into those internment camps with their German government. Uh, what is it? What were they thinking? Shiny badges, uh, suit coats, and government titles do not grant extra rights.
0: I once tried to make a shiny badge, like a legit. I you know I found like oh, you can the, buy them at Porkfest. No, that's a different one. Oh, okay. I was talking about you know like the legitimate badge that the police carry. You know, I found like, a, you know, an online shop or whatever that made the badges. Yeah. I was like, okay, I want my badge, you know, numbered, whatever. Yep. And then on the badge, it says like authorized lawbreaker. And I was about to like complete the transaction and pay like 85 bucks or whatever for this, you know, legit shiny badge. So I could flash It's like, I'm allowed to break the law. See, authorized lawbreaker. I've got my own, I've got my own badge. Uh, but it turns out, like, anything like that, because they do it for the state, they would report it. I'm like, ah, eh, no, I don't want to be on that. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Because, yeah.
1: oh, this guy might be impersonating.
0: I did. Uh, I wanted I wanted to have, like, the full police kit sans the firearm, because you can't open carry that in Hawaii. Right. But instead of on the back of, you know, it says police, I just mm-hmm. wanted to say police. Please. Please. You know, <laughs> nice. With the UH or whatever. Yeah. But everything but the gun to show, like, it's not the uniform, it's not the badge, Right? Because I have all of that. Yeah. The only thing that's different is they're allowed to carry the gun, and that's why they're in charge. Right. Like they've got the guns, and that's the difference. I believe this is Tim in Florida. Tim, you're on Free
1: Talk Live.
3: I want to call him about Judge Plant. Okay. Um, mm. I have some thoughts on Judge Plant. Okay. And go ahead. I think he's either inept, I think he's either inept and doesn't know how to do his job and doesn't know the law. Right? That's one possibility. And so the result is you have Ian in prison for eight years, or he's completely corrupt and paid off.
1: And I'd go with I, the I don't know which it is. I, well, well, let's never forget the possibility that it's both. That, that's my feeling on him. And having sat through uh, both some of Aria's trial, which also featured Judge Joseph LaPlante, and all, except for maybe one day I think I missed of, of Ian's entire trial. Uh, Having witnessed the man and also gone online and done some research, like these guys are public figures. They exist online. You're able to find out a tremendous amount of information just from a simple search of their name. Um, Joseph LaPlante is an authoritarian, first and foremost, right? This to me means I am convinced, I have no evidence of this, but I am convinced that he hits his children. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, I'm also convinced that he enjoys dishing out punishment, and I say this did, because
3: did you say, did you say that he enjoys being choked?
1: I did not say that. No, oh, no, you no. He said it. he he hits his I children. I I believe that that he so. as a as a father uh, at least spanks his children at at a minimum uh, to That's to get bold them claim. to to get them to remain in line. I mean, honestly...
0: I wouldn't say say it on air without evidence to support it.
1: Really? Because, uh,
2: number one, it's socially acceptable. It is. Uh, Number two... It is, like, wildly the exception to be a peaceful parent. He, Number three, even among
1: people who claim to be peaceful parents, right. a lot of them are not. Okay. I, I say that having come from—maybe not I'm biased because I come from a, a bizarre a hodgepodge of families that I had to, like, wade myself through, uh, of which most of them were abusive. So I, I know what it's like to take a beating. I know what it's like to— You see the signs. You know, I, I see the signs. And, and okay. what— what really irked me was when he was uh, sort of delivering the sentence during Ian's sentencing, or actually during Arya's sentencing, not even Ian's. I saw it again later on when he, when he gave Ian's sentence, but when he was giving Arya's sentence, he was like, okay, here's the part. And he didn't say, here's the part I enjoy, but like, I saw a look of enjoyment on his face. Uh. Okay. Where, like, this is the time when I get to dish out the punishment and I saw the look of joy on his face at dishing Mm. out punishment. Now, Mm -hmm. whether that's because he believes so-and-so is guilty and is getting a just sentence or because he's just an authoritarian who enjoys dishing out punishment is kind of irrelevant in my book because I saw the look of joy on his face while he was dishing out the punishment. Little-known fact that, like pretty much
2: everywhere every baby born in a hospital gets a little vial of blood drawn from them to you know just to check if there's a disease for them but a lot of places uh, like there was just this uh, this uh, lawsuit in uh, in new jersey because they kept that vial of blood for 20 years oh yeah like no consent like in general parents didn't even know that this had been drawn but so they have this tremendous amount of uh, of DNA information on everybody. So it is an easy enough thing for them to use that information yeah. and create totally. any kind of bioweapon they want that's genetically targeted for any trait that they want, actually.
3: And and now it's like the twenty four and me, or which one of the other company, uh, Ancestry.com. Ancestry dot com. Yeah. Whoever they're the ones that they can they collect the DNA mm-hmm. and then they analyze it. Um, I've heard, you know, conspiracies about that. Where that's going to end up, uh, whether that was the plan or not, it's going to be accessed uh, by by people of ill intent.
1: Oh, oh, almost guaranteed. If, if you mean government, yes. In fact, uh, 23andMe came out uh, at first when people started, you know, started being like, "Hey, uh, you know, how can we be?" assured that uh, this data we send you is private. They're like, oh, don't worry. You know, we keep it private. We don't share with anybody or whatever. And then, like, within, like, a year, (laughs) like, the government had come calling and, like, threw down, you know, a warrant or something and was like, hey, we need access to your database. And they're like, sure, here you go. So there was yeah. no no defense, there was no privacy, whether implied or even explicitly stated, it just didn't exist and when it came to the government even even if it did, in, in that case, right once it's
0: sold to somebody else right like Google yep, yep, right yep. that the, their original promise is out the window and Google now has the data to do as they please, yep. and we already know that they're embedded with the CIA and the government mm-hmm. right so any mm-hmm. anytime you give it away to a small company who makes you a promise, their bottom line is, you know, their plan of action is to eventually be usurped or bought out by a larger company. Yeah. And all that data goes with it.
1: I think, Richie, Rich, you might be closer to like a BTC maxi than I, I will, am.
0: I will be the resident BTC maxi on this show.
1: Okay. For um, a long time. I'm not necessarily a BTC maxi. Um, I, uh, let's see, how do I want to say this? Um, if you look at my crypto portfolio, like if that's even a thing, uh, I skew to BTC because yep. they're the OG. I got into it first, etc. and so on. Um, but I have made use of and become fans of other cryptocurrencies as well because as a, a free market-minded individual, I like competition, right? Sure. So, like, I'll use Dash for certain things. Right, I'll use Monero for certain things. I'll use other privacy coins for certain things. I'll mine certain coins for certain things. I'll spend certain coins for certain things, but not others. But it, it all depends on yeah. what is my situation today. What is the market like today? You know, what can I get? How can you know? What do I need for this transaction? And fortunately for me, like I'm, I guess tech aware enough. To use these competing coins for whatever their niche is,
0: that's fine. And f- I'm I am the resident BTC maxi, uh, but the caveat is I have acquired other coins mm-hmm. uh, mostly through payments from Free Talk Live that okay. you then
2: turned into Bitcoin, right?
0: No, because I'm lazy. Like uh-huh. I just—that's oh, the thing. I just don't. You're bother. a
1: lazy maxi. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, laziness I, paid off for me today. I don't. Yeah.
0: I don't even look at my paycheck from work. I don't even check the bank. Like, I check my bank once a month to make sure that I can pay, like, the bill Yep. at the end. And if there's enough money in there to pay the bill, like, I'm gold. You don't but even I'm-
1: check that, like, the right amount has been deposited? No. Oh. Yeah. You are a rebel. Living on no, the No, I'm lazy.
0: I'm lazy. It's like, <laughs> it's an extra step, and I don't want to do it. So, like, Freak Talk Live sends me my stipend. Sure. Right. in
1: Your gas money.
0: Right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um and I just presume it's in there because I have given the appropriate person my wallet address. Sure, yeah. But I've never really checked it. Occasionally, I open it up and I go, okay, there's stuff there. It must be coming in. Yep. But I don't bother doing the conversion. So in my life, I have, I have bought BTC and BTC with the exception of like one purchase. I bought Bitcoin Cash. And that was because I had to spend some of that Bitcoin Cash uh, when I was doing the montana license plate things, oh yes, so I spent like eight hundred dollars in bitcoin cash and then I replenished that just to replenish it sure and then i've never I've never purchased anything other um anything other than bitcoin there's some like seems, i have
2: seems to me this whole like uh the the animus between uh bitcoin maximalists and and not bitcoin mas- maximalists yep. like the big blockers and the small blockers, and how much they hate each other is absolutely insane. Okay. So, for one thing, Bitcoin Cash actually works better when it's not huge. Okay. Like, it is possible that the small blockers were right, and that if it had been the biggie, that we would have such a big blockchain that no one could actually run the thing because it just had too much data for you to store all of that for a node. Right. Could be right, but for sure we know that Butcher. when it's not the biggie, it works. So sure. something like Bitcoin Cash or Dash uh, are are in that payments uh, niche, right? So the the fact that these guys are at each other's throats makes absolutely no sense to me. Like number one, you're not getting rid of each other. Yep. Like it will never happen the the small blockers you will never get rid of btc the big blockers you will never get rid of any of the s coins like there will always be other coins the fact that mining occurs means that there will always be an
1: incentive to mine something else let's go to david in san francisco david you're on free talk live
4: yeah, yeah, I've been a fan of alternative currencies for, I don't know, 25 years. Nice. Uh, Ralph Nader and Howard Zinn were both pushing uh, the Ithaca dollar. Mm-hmm. Which had the been Ithaca running hour? Ithi- Ithaca dollar. Yeah, oh. in Ithaca, New York, uh, the Ithaca dollar was, God, I, 30, 40 years. Okay,
0: I thought it was exist, the Ithaca but, hour because it was a time-based currency.
1: It, it is. You're uh, You're you're both right. It's just that uh, the the... The one Ithaca dower was supposedly worth one hour of somebody's labor. Okay.
4: Yeah, it could be. I never actually used it. I just saw copies of them. They had paper copies, if I remember right. And, you know, if you think about it, all the way back in history, uh, your reputation used to precede you. If you were an honest broker, if you were a good shoemaker, if you were a good carpenter, if you did uh, good work, if you were a lazy SOB, your reputation uh, preceded you and your ability to uh, produce a a good quality product, uh, you know, for other people was uh, to their advantage as well as to yours. Yep. And what, uh, what became uh, difficult was when you got into currency speculators and I um, got a little skeptical with the cryptocurrencies because it was not just currency speculators, but it was imaginary currency speculators, uh, there was no paper value to it. It wasn't based on anything other than someone's pronouncement, but what made it even more difficult out here in San Francisco, I work on energy issues. And if I understand right, uh, the original cryptocurrencies, whether it was Bitcoin or some of the others, they gave a copy of your transaction to everybody else that was on a network so that everyone else was able to see what you could buy with it and what transactions happened. And that became the honesty of it. Mm -hmm. But when it got so big the fact that you had to email a copy of every transaction to everybody, uh, whether it was a cup of coffee or a yacht, it, uh, the, the amount of electricity that it was taking just to do one transaction was like how much a person spent uh, of electricity for an entire day in a house was the amount of electricity it came to prove that a single transaction happened. And that got into whether or not electricity was being bought. Uh, and as I understand it, power plants in China were, I think they had six coal-fired power plants in China that were dedicated solely to to uh, cryptocurrencies. And they were polluting the hell out of China just to be able to prove that you bought a cup of coffee. And it, it was preposterous when you think about the electricity used in America is not transferred over to America it's the the dirtiness of it stays there and and we get to see it over here so there got to be a sort of a phoniness uh, about the actual transaction and uh, I well, hold, hold on. Is, uh,
2: what, what do you mean a phoniness? Yeah, like I, I can see why why you would say that it was a uh, that it was an undesirable transaction because of the the pollution. And I would like to talk to you about that. But what do you mean a, a phoniness?
4: Well, that it didn't. It, it didn't really reflect uh, a, a transaction. If you walk down to this, you know, the corner and got a cup of coffee from somebody, there's no reason in the world why ten thousand or a hundred thousand. People need to know about it and whether or not and that was only say, uh, based upon keeping a currency, uh, you know, the cryptocurrency mm. honest.
2: OK, and yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the, 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 the honesty part of it. I mean, that's that the reason that everyone had to have a copy of this transaction was because that was the way to get away from a central issuer on the thing.
1: But I want to clear something up real quick. If you go down to, you know, the corner coffee shop and you use something like Bitcoin to buy a cup of coffee. The Bitcoin transaction is recorded on a public ledger. However, there is no link directly between uh, the store that you purchased it. Like, there's not a copy of your receipt that says David from San Francisco just bought a, a you know a small. I'm sorry, a uh, you know a vente mochaccino or whatever at Starbucks. There's no record of that on the blockchain. There's just the record of oh, this wallet spent, you know, eight bucks or whatever it is at Starbucks. Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So, I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who
3: wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you.
2: The first thing I wanted to say about the electricity usage is, so it's not that it costs this huge amount of electricity for one transaction. It costs a bunch of electricity for a whole bunch of transactions. So all of those get packed together in one block. Does that make sense?
4: Uh, yeah, I suppose, but isn't uh, isn't it, there are a couple of confusing things about it? When I heard the explanation about there's an anonymity to the account, you know that a transaction happened for eight dollars for a vente or whatever, um, the um, it, it, that kind of breaks apart the uh, security of it, doesn't it? If it's an, uh, an anonymous uh, transaction, then uh, how, how is anybody able to balance their books? And it's, that, the other thing I was going to get into, and in this, uh, you know, after, the, uh, after World War II, uh, the currency speculators had made a mess of the world during World War I. They had dragged World War I on and on and on just by no doing pump and dump with the economy. You know, praising a country, praising it until its currency rose, and then cursing it so that it would uh, fall. And so, pumping and dumping of whole currencies ruined the economies not only of the, those countries, but it also tore apart the psyches of the various people that lived there. And they. Yeah. so don't you know, speculate farmers, on
0: S coins. Well, I'll.
4: I'll, I'll take your word for it. But, well, you know, and, the, and the other part
1: that, that I want to just point out to our listeners, David, is that you're talking about government-based currencies, not uh, what cryptocurrency is, which is a non-government currency, right? So, Well, but they uh, still pump and dump. They, they do, yes. Okay. But, but I just want to make it clear that when you're talking about the history of these currencies, you're talking about government currencies, which are sponsored by a state, right, a.k.a. a government, whereas cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically – is the first currency that I'm aware of that exists without permission of the state, right? Like, the state can't shut it down, and that's what gives it value. Well, I wouldn't say it's the first currency to exist, but
2: uh, in the modern era, sure. Okay. Uh, It's certainly the first digital currency to to exist without without government, uh, well, intervention, I'd say, but uh, permission. Yep.
4: Yeah, out here in California, and specifically down in Silicon Valley, I, I was given the impression that uh, uh, Bitcoin and and some of the others were started by uh, inventors, Silicon Valley inventors who uh, were having trouble getting the the Wall Street to invest in their projects, and so they invented uh, a cryptocurrency so they they could at least get fans to. I invest in their the author
0: of the white paper but- for Bitcoin is unknown.
2: Yeah, also it's uh, it's pretty explicit what he created it for: a peer-to-peer uh, currency, a peer-to-peer digital currency is what it was meant to be. It wasn't meant to be a a way of getting funded now after it took off it got used for that definitely right. yeah. Yeah. and and like and basically this whole last cycle was a a a lot like the dot com bubble was a tremendous number of companies issuing cryptocurrencies so that they could get their pet projects invested in right but, but they that, always had to create right. their own cuz you couldn't do it with bitcoin right and you still yeah. can't do it with bitcoin
4: well, it, it, so the, the idea of uh, actually Silicon Valley Bank, if I understand right, had uh, decided to encourage uh, or include uh, Bitcoin in some of those cryptocurrencies. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't want to get. Too oh, yeah, I think that's why they the got targeted for the takedown.
2: Uh, I think the reason right, that yeah, uh, it, those it, banks it, got targeted was because they had uh, that one and especially Signature Bank right. were big in the crypto space. I believe this is
1: Crichton in Kentucky. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: You mentioned that Dash functions great as a uh, transfer system. Mm -hmm. Um, But my question is, how does Dash compare to, say, Bitcoin Lightning? Because I use Bitcoin Lightning, and it seems to work nearly instantaneously as well.
1: I have yet to use Lightning Network for any transactions, so because of that, I'm going to refrain from an opinion on that because i can only speak really about what i've used and i've used dash i have used bitcoin but when i use it um, generally speaking i'm not using bitcoin for like an instant purchase for like a cup of coffee or something like that right i'm i'm moving you know a, a larger amount of that than i would dash right i'm not moving 10 bucks right i'm moving so, so at hundreds least, or at something least like with
0: that. the lightning network right there's an element of trust to it because that happens Quote unquote off chain and then eventually gets onto the main chain.
1: Right. My understanding of how Lightning Network works is if I wanted to buy a cup of coffee, I go to the local coffee shop. They're like, yeah, it's going to be eight bucks. And I go, okay. I scan my QR. That goes into the Lightning Network and it just sort of stays there for a minute. And I get my coffee, and they go, "Yep, it's cool." And then later on, when you know traffic is low and the fees are low and all that, uh, the Lightning Network then resolves that transaction yeah. to the Bitcoin. It's like batch blockchain. processing credit cards later in the day, right?
5: So no, it's so, uh, that's kind of a misunderstanding of how it, it? functions. Okay. All Well
1: right. we'll go uh, ahead.
5: The, the Lightning Network is based on the idea of payment channels in on the Bitcoin blockchain, um, except that. The Bitcoin, the Lightning Network makes massive network of pre-existing uh, channels, and it finds a path that can work between yourself and your and the person you're transacting with. As long as both of you already have an existing Bitcoin Lightning uh, account, you have a path somewhere. Okay. And so what it's doing, it's resolving any number of, of existing payment channels to make that connection possible. And that's actually where the delay is. It may, might take up to a whole minute, uh, but I haven't seen longer than that uh, for it to find a path. But yeah, it's not credit. Well, I guess it, in a way it yeah, is I- credit because somebody puts the, the Bitcoin on the network to start with mm-hmm. and the, the way the payment channels work is is that they go through somebody. So I'm trusting this person that I know, I've got a payment channel with them. I'm trusting this other person that I know, i got a payment channel with them. And the Lightning Network finds those connections and may actually go through you. Um, and there, you get a little bit of just a, a, a salting of uh, Satoshis in the process. If, if it chooses you as a pathway, but other than that, it's, well, it's significantly I, cheaper than
2: I'd say it's not okay, credit or trust exactly. because the, the, as I understand it, the way that the program is set up, like number one, this only can do certain things. Mm-hmm. And number two, you can always pull out at any moment. So like, if I, yes, if I, if I receive some, some, uh, some sets from lightning from uh, you know, I, I sell you some coffee or whatever. Now I can leave that as it is, and and, and I guess it is kind of like uh, uh, like the captain was saying that the that that value just sort of stays on the uh, on the lightning network for a while. Or if at any point I'm like, you know what, I'm done here. I can just you know uh, push a button and all of the things that are attached to me go onto the chain immediately.
5: Yes. That that is possible, that, and that's is, that uh, is in fact how it works.
2: Yeah, and to, uh, and to my mind, that's uh, not a credit or a trust, but um, yeah, well, I, I, somebody I, I well, what I like about the I mean, I appreciate the 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 dash system because of the fact that it still has a, a, an openly viewable blockchain, and it has the the chain locks technology that makes
1: it faster. The IRS targets gig workers. And is sending 30 million new tax forms out to Americans who have made a side income of more than $600. Six! What a low bar to set that at. Mm-hmm. From activities like online selling or freelance
2: work. Well, and with inflation, what it is, it's a bar that's getting lower all the time. That, that, uh, that's by design. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you know, it'll
1: only be for people who have a lot of money, say, two whole dollars, you know. Uh, Real quick, a new IRS tax on gig workers would result in additional documentation that will create confusion among individual taxpayers. So they already know. Yeah, as the agency does not have any centralized leadership, quote unquote, to deal with the expansion according to a watchdog. Uh, This article is from. What happened to the
0: seventy-eight thousand new agents they were hiring? The Epic
1: Times. Uh, Starting this year, a new IRS rule required that third-party payment networks, PayPal, Venmo, Amazon, Square, and others of that like, issue a Form ten ninety nine K whenever a user receives more than six hundred dollars in gross sales. Gross sales, not even profit. Gross sales from goods and service transactions in a single year. Previously, that threshold was over $20,000 in a year. As it
0: should be for gig work, if anything. Not a, not that it should exist, but it should not be $600. Yeah, You sell, like, one painting on Etsy and all of a sudden, like, a whole new form
1: to fill out? Like, yeah. Come on. Uh, I put out a, an EP recently, three songs. That's for sale over on Bandcamp.com. You're going to get it from I'm Bandcamp. I'm selling t-shirts on Amazon. You're going to get one from Amazon. So, uh, yeah, this is a concern for me. How
2: dare you make over $50 in a single month? Right. I hope you made over 600 bucks each.
1: <laughs> I, like, I hope I didn't. <laughs> After reading this article, I'm like, ah, man. Ah, uh, as a result, many taxpayers who never... And what never... a disincentive for gig work,
0: based on your, your response right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. I don't want to fill out new forms. I just won't do
1: this thing that could make No, money. we
2: want you to have one job that we assign you and you do for your life.
1: Fortunately, uh, I had the advantage of selling my EP, doing the EP release party at Porkfest and Forkfest. Okay. I did it actually at Forkfest. It was Porkfest Eve the night before. So it was the Sunday night of Fork, and then Monday was Porkfest. So I did it that night, Sunday night. Had, uh, I don't know, 30 or so people packed into that military tent that we set up in. Okay. Uh, you know, played the music videos, uh, answered did a little Q&A kind of thing, and then sold a bunch of EPs and T-shirts for, well, you know, stuff that uh, isn't running through PayPal, Venmo, or Amazon, for example. I remember so- at
0: one point having a conversation with my stepmom, and she was very smug. It's like, well, that's
2: why I accept barter payments. I went, and you know she has every right to be smug about that. Yeah. Well,
0: no, because there's a form on the IRS on the IRS website or
2: whatever it's where you have barter. to declare
0: barter payments oh. for fair market value. You well, still
2: have to they require you to claim it. But I don't know what fair market value is. What Make if it. I choose a different source for fair market value than Look, them? Here's the other in fact. What if I just decide that the best possible source for the fair market value of that is me pulling it out of on, my behind?
1: On the uh, fine, but it's on, It's in. It's well, in the then documentation. Wouldn't you know? It
2: never gets over six hundred dollars a year.
1: On the topic of, well, all of the things that we like, to, I like to talk about uh, when it comes to government. There's yet another government agency involved. And of course, we know how these government agencies uh, are typically named. Usually, it's the opposite of what they, what it is they're trying to do, right? So I don't know. So you know, the new thing gets passed. I don't know, the Patriot Act, the least patriotic thing ever, right? Yeah. You know, when when they create these things, the and department it's still biting. Us. The Department of Internal Revenue Service does anything but service their department internally. Yeah, it's it's all external, and it's not really servicing. It's thieving. Uh, At any rate, and sometimes they'll tell you what they'll be direct about it, but not the same way, like division of children and families. We like to divide
2: (laughs) children from their families. You'll you'll get
1: a kick out of this one. As a result, many taxpayers who have never received Form 1099-K in the past will receive them this year, according to a November 15th report by the... A U.S. Government Accountability Office. Oh. <laughs> they hold the government accountable. They do nope. no such okay. thing. No, they uh... hold everybody else accountable to the government. They do nothing to hold the Well, what was I telling you earlier? We are the government. See? says so right there. It says uh, this could exacerbate confusion amongst taxpayers such as gig workers who may not understand the taxability of their payments and taxes owed. Gosh, I wonder why they wouldn't understand it. Maybe because it's theft.
0: Does that mean they can't use the 1040EZ form because it's more complex than that?
1: I believe that is the case, but I'm not sure. That's going to irritate a lot of people. They're going to have to use the 1040 form with the 1099K supplemental. Okay. Well, I'm not a tax attorney. Don't quote me on any
2: of this. I got it. Number one, I would not suggest doing your own taxes ever under any circumstances. It is a bad plan. Like, number one, you are on the hook legally in a way that you're not on the hook legally if you get a a tax professional.
1: I used used to do that when I was using the 1040EZ. I would fill it out myself. I would do all the math myself. And then I'd go down to, you know, inserts, uh, tax preparation company here. Uh, and I would be like yeah yeah you know, I just you know want to make sure I'm not wrong and you know there's anything I missed or whatever and they would like I literally went through them for no reason other than an extra layer of insulation between myself okay. and the auditing nice. so
2: okay well yeah my, but my thought would be like couldn't you just and again I I don't know what I'm talking about here couldn't you just like include the the like oh I sold this on eBay in your the line where it asks you how much you made that year? Different income. Oh, so because it's a different income than your job, it's oh brother. Right. So
0: and I will I will say this to your point and to your point, Kevin, because this was this was like advice that I got from my mom. Okay. And we, we generally know Thank this you, as well. Right. Thanks, Mom. It's not I don't know if it's great advice, so I don't know if anyone should take the advice. But she said, just fill it out. They already know the answer. If you get it wrong, they will send it back and tell you
2: what to correct. Yeah, I mean, really deep down, this is the one activity that school prepared us for.
0: Right. So if, if you're worried about them, like, oh, no, they're going to audit me if I get it wrong, Yeah, the likelihood is not quite an audit, right? But sure enough, I filled it out. I made a mistake. They sent it back. They told me what to correct. I, filled the, I fixed it, and I sent it back off. And mom goes, like, told you.
2: I go, all right, well, why does anybody bother doing this then? Yeah. Well, because or if they not, know. Well, because they need your submission. I got it. Right. Like number one, they want you to submit to them mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Yep. Number two, they want not just your your profits, like they printed those dollars. They can yeah. get all the dollars. No, they want you to offer your physical labor to them. Dance, yeah.
0: monkey. Dance. No, yeah. I get it. I came to those conclusions later. Yep. Right. But what I'm saying is if you're concerned about getting it wrong, the likelihood is you're not gonna they're not gonna come down with the harshest of penalties. If your average everyday Joe Smuck filling out a 1040EZ, right, and you missed a number here, they'll just send you the correction, and the average American will fix it, send it back in, generally no big deal.
1: Yeah, but how ridiculous is it that they know the answer? That's that's the part that bothers me. Well, that depends. And it should bother everybody
2: that's yes, listening, and then They some. know. Well, no, that depends. If you see the government as a good thing... That performs good services, if you see it as the core and center of our civilization, then yeah, that makes no sense. If you see it for what it is, which is a domineering prick that demands obedience from everyone at all times, no matter how ridiculous its whim well, then it totally makes sense why they know that the answer is this, but they need you to guess. Right. They need
1: violence to gain your compliance. Right. And the Ooh. only way for them to gain your compliance is to put you in a situation where they can threaten you with the violence. Right. And they feed
2: on your anxiety. They want you every year to fear them. Yeah. That that feeling of fear is just Ooh. as important as anything else. I wonder
1: if they sponsored the Beatles. Well, that's That a- song about the tax man. You know that mean? fear is
0: also why they're threatening people with the $600 nonsense. Right. Right. Oh, be yeah.
2: aware, $600 or more, you're going to have new forms to fill out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. People's internalized anxiety toward them is essential to
1: ruling them. Uh, for example, some taxpayers may not know how to calculate profit or loss in these situations. Some may not understand the information reported on the form. This puts them at risk. Of inaccurately reporting their income to the IRS or not meeting their tax obligations. Theirs, oh, I'm sorry, the IRS calculated that the new rule would result in 44 million form 1099 Ks being filed in 2024 alone, which is an increase of roughly 30 million. I generally, I wouldn't test this theory
0: in court, but I generally believe filling out their form is a 16th Amendment violation.
1: I, okay, sure. Or whatever. Uh, It's it's certainly a violation of consent. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.